Hello and welcome to Switzer Investing. I'm Peter Switzer. And on tonight's show, we work out why the stock market index ignored the Sydney lockdown today. We look at the winners and the losers from the lockdown and see how this unexpected development should be played. And we'll do that with Tribeca's June Bay Lu and Berman Invest's Julia Lee. We also look at the following companies, Seven Group, Early Pay, KTIG, MedLab Clinical, and Paul Rickard tells us if we should go long Endeavour drinks in this lockdown. That's the show ahead, but first, let's just start off with Julia Lee from Berman Invest. Well, Julia, thanks for joining us. Great to be here, Pete. Hey, Julie, before we start looking at some individual stocks, um, I, I know I was questioned on 2GB this morning about the stock market. They expected the market to fall. And I said, well, you know, when you think about it, even during the lockdown in Melbourne, our market, you know, tended to go up. So there's a good chance that we could go up. And also there's always, always winners and losers, and the winners can often outweigh the losers. Is that, is that probably the explanation of why the market did go up today? Yeah, we actually saw a pretty good session on the Australian share market. We started lower, but throughout the day, the market climbed and actually finished flat. And I like to think of this time during lockdown as buying umbrellas on a sunny day. Um, Umbrellas are much cheaper when the sun's out shining rather than buying it raining. And look, Pete, we've been through this playbook before. When it's lockdown, what you usually see is supermarket companies doing well, defensive companies doing well. And then on the flip side, you see a sell-off in some of the travel companies out there on the market, and that's exactly what we're seeing at the moment. So I've taken the opportunity to pick up a bit more Qantas. It traded below $4.50 today um, because I know that once the lockdown is coming to an end, then you usually see those travel shares uh, bounce back. So expecting a short-term bounce back to $4.70. But also in a couple of years' time when we're out of the pandemic, I think Qantas will be in a much better place because of the structural changes they've made, the cost changes they've made. And also, you know, they have a very strong market share here in Australia on the domestic market. Yeah, I'm absolutely flying the same way with you, Julia, on that one. (laughs) All right, let's have a look at um, uh, any other stock that you thought falls in the same sort of category, sold off today, but you like it going forward. So it's a chance to buy at at a better price. Yeah, there was a few stocks I was actually buying today, Pete, um, only because the price action was quite surprising. Um, we did see a lot of these sales sold, uh, shares sold off um, earlier quite hard. So picking up Qantas under $4.50 was a no-brainer for me. Also picked up some more Cube shares at $3.07. And given that we're all at home, probably internet shopping, which bodes well for freight, I think um, Cube will continue to do well. I uh, was also picking up some G education under $1, which I thought was a bargain. Yes, childcare is probably going to be affected by the two-week lockdown, but then the jobs market is very strong as well. They're cutting their underperforming stores, which should also help to boost growth. Um, so G8, un, uh, G8 education under $1 was, was a bargain as well. So it was nice to see a little bit of volatility, but all of these shares um, by the close had jumped back. Yeah, okay, great. Let's go and look at some of the companies that came through my, my Boom Doom Zoom show. First one is uh, Seven Group. I, I must admit, I, I was watching Kerry Stokes about three or four years ago when the mining boom was off the boil. He was going around buying a lot of um, mining stocks. He was buying when no one wanted to buy. Uh, but has the company got more upside, do you think? 
Yeah, I like uh, Seven Group. If you have a look at it, it's two major businesses. It's West Track as well as Coates Hire. I mean, if you have a look at the West Track business, well, you know, this is all about mining capital expenditure and commodity prices still relatively high at the moment. I guess the risk is that you do start to see the iron ore capex uh, cycle peaking. So that's something that um, I'm watching very closely. But then the flip side is that the Coates Hire business, which mm. is more dependent on infrastructure, well, we yeah. have seen the West Coast is doing really well but the east coast is starting to kick in now as well so for seven holdings i think that the ducks are really lining up this is probably the best sort of circumstances that they've seen in many years and then add into the mix their strategic holdings as well so boral they're looking at a 35 percent stake there and you know they've done very well with that initial investment of boral so they have been pretty savvy buyers happy to buy close to the bottoms and you know that boral initial investment Investment has more than doubled for them there as well. Mm. So look, I think seven holdings, all the ducks have lined up at the moment. There are some risks to keep an eye on, but at the moment, mining and infrastructure doing well. Company called Early Pay. What do you think? Yeah, as soon as I heard early pay, the first thing I thought feet was afterpay. But yeah. then I, I dug into it a little bit. And this is more about lending companies money. Um, and it's usually financing on things like equipment. Um, and look, I don't mind this one. Having a look through the details, when you have a look at anything with pay in it, usually it's not making a profit, but this one actually is. Um, not only that, the forecasts for growth are relatively strong. We have a look at what they're forecasting for this year. They're actually forecasting net profit after tax and amortization of above eight and a half million dollars. But then you look at what they're forecasting next year and they're forecasting net profit after tax and amortization of around about $12 million. So almost 50% growth there. So that's very yeah. strong. But then you have a look at the PE multiple and look, PE multiples in this space are commonly above 80 or 100 times. And this one's trading at around about 20 times historical. Yeah. And you've got a dividend yield of about 5% as well. So look, we usually don't track smaller companies like this but having a quick look through some of the numbers and the numbers don't look too bad in the type of market that we're in well it's glad i'm glad to see i've actually helped you find a company that you didn't <laughs> i like this one looks good okay let's go to another one called kt ktg yeah um this is one i probably don't like you know we mentioned uh, the one before uh mm. EPY and that one, you know, it's got profit, it's got the growth, it's even got a dividend yield. But the opposite mm. here, this company is not making a profit, there's no dividend to be paid out. And you know, revenues are still relatively small as well. If we have a look at their last quarterly release, um, revenue was just above $460,000. So look, too small for me, too early stage and look, not enough, um, not enough of a tra track record. And look, they have been going for a bit of a while, but not enough track record in terms of profit. Okay, MedLab Clinical. Yeah, look, this is an interesting one. And I think this is one for more of the punters. So look, they are developing um, something to deal with bone cancer pain. So it's on the pain side and it's non-opiate pain, which is uh, cannabinoid based. Um, so they are looking to go into phase three trials. And we know that phase three trials and the, the path to commercialization is still probably 18 to 24 months away. But look, it's an interesting one if you want to put a little bit of a punt on it, high risk. Um, but, you know, we know that there's a massive pain opiate, uh, 
uh, opioid-based painkiller problem, especially over in the US. So this is probably a bit early stage to put too much money into. It looks interesting, but we've got to see how the phase three goes as well. So you've got another 18 to 24 months of, of volatility there. Well, on the subject of punting, uh, Mesoblast was always one that, you know, has always been a speculative company. Uh, recently, it started to make a bit of a comeback. Have you heard anything that justifies the comeback? Yeah, I mean, Mr. Blast was one of the great disappointments for us last year. It was mm. looking at phase three results and possible commercialization. Mm. And unfortunately, um, they weren't successful in any of the three that were coming up. So, you know, it was zero out of three for us. And we, we got out of that one. Um, now it's probably looking at redoing those phase three trials, which of course is not only a question of cost, but also a question of time. Some of its phase three trials have taken around about two years. So um, Mesa Plus, this is very much one that tends to go well when the market's reaching record highs as it is at the moment. Um, but in terms of the longer term story, I think it's been pushed out at least 24 months. So um, we got into it because it was looking at sort of the FDA approvals for three potential products in three months, but unfortunately it struck zero out of three. So it was a loser for okay. us. So it hasn't got you back in. One final one. Yeah, I know you're, you're someone who doesn't mind a good quality drink at times. Endeavour drinks. I went down last <laughs> week. <laughs> went down last week, had a nice day today, um, I believe. Uh, is this a company that you think's got upside? Yeah, so Endeavour's been spun out of Woolies and they um, look at the manufactured distribution of alcoholic drinks, non-alcoholic drinks. They've got the hotels business, which of course involves the pokies as well. So it's a great idea that Woolies has spun this off because Woolies is probably discounted um, somewhat because of the pokey side of the business, because we know that environmental, social and governance uh, concerns are, are increasing how institutions spend their money. So I have a feeling that Endeavour will probably trade at a discount to Woolies only because of the, the syntax side of things. But altogether, this is one that will bounce back after COVID-19 once again, when you have people going back to bars and clubs uh, to, to drink. Um, so if you do see this one coming on sale through the lookout at uh, the lockdown period, then it is one to pick up. But today it was soaring on the market as was Woolies. Yeah. Julia Lee, thanks for joining us. Talk to you next week. Thanks, Pete. Become an annual Switzer Report subscriber and get unprecedented access to my seven investing principles where I reveal the exact strategies I use to invest. You'll get access to an exclusive PDF, video recording and even a free copy of my book, Join the Rich Club. With a 30-day money-back guarantee, a Switzer Report subscription is one of the wisest investments you can make towards your future. Find out more at switzerreport.com.au slash YouTube offer or click on the link in the description below. Uh, joining us now is June Bailu from Tribeca Alpha Plus. How are you? I'm fantastic. Enjoying staying at home, doing as much exercise as I could. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you're well. Yeah, I am. And I, I should explain to people in other states, yes, we are broadcasting out of Sydney as my backdrop proves. And uh, June Bailu is locked up at home because... This is a locked-up city for at least two weeks. That's right, absolutely. And, uh, you know, many states have said, what are we complaining about? We have had a good run. So hopefully the case is number four and we'll be out in no time. Yeah, I, love, I love an optimist like that, Jimbo Luke. <laughs> okay, now let's have a look at market generally. Uh, a lot of people said, oh, the market's going to be down today. And I thought, well, I said when I 
some stocks will go down and some stocks will go up and the, the uppers have outweighed the downers, but you see some value in some of the stocks sold off today, don't you? Oh, absolutely. You actually seen a lot of interesting stock all being sold off just on the back of this two week lockdown. So initially the market was down a little bit and then it actually has uh, demonstrated a remarkable comeback and now hovering around that green mark. So it's almost into the positive. Um, so, you know, obviously on the back of that, we are seeing a lot of strength into the retailers, um, especially stay at home winners, those COVID winners. Um, we are seeing um, quite a lot of strength across the uh, e-commerce platforms, um, you know, most of them are up close to 10% um, in high single digit to 10% because people stay at home, presumably will be buying more masks and uh, shopping more online. And even the brick and mortar um, uh, retailers are up uh, in the low single digit. So looking very strong. Uh, staple retailers are looking very strong uh, today, um, simply because you know the toilet roll sections of the supermarkets now empty again. Um, so clearly it's gonna be a good couple of weeks. Um, but what's really interesting is that there's a lot of opportunities in today. Uh, people are just dumping travel stocks, uh, Qantas, um, travel, travel agents, um, anything that's, um, you know, that, that's anything to do with the reopening up being sold off. Tyro is, uh, is another one. It's down close to 4% um, on, this, on the back of this two-week lockdown. If anything, we have learned in the last 12 months that people have, uh, people's uh, sh spending habits comes back really, really quickly. And we do expect the, federal, uh, the government to come out with more stimulus for the New South Wales states. So a lot of opportunity. Um, now, let's not forget the buy now, pay later sector. Today is down uh, perhaps one of the worst performance sector um, today, um, you know, which is quite interesting because buy now, pay later is actually a beneficiary of this environment. Um, the way I see it is that people were taking some profit off um, since they have done quite well and put it into the e-commerce retailers. So if anything, I think that sector represents strong buying opportunity. When the stimulus does come, um, I think these guys will uh, come by quite quickly. And also, Junbei, there's also some tax selling as well, isn't there? Some yeah. stocks that, like for, for example, if you're holding Newix, why wouldn't you sell it and then maybe buy it sometime later when you think the worst is behind them? That's right. So we're seeing two combination of everything. Um, so the tax, tax loss selling. At the same time, there's a bit of locking profit as well. So a lot of tech companies and, you know, um, high growth businesses have done very well. So people are taking the profit off the table ahead of the two week lockdown uh, just to protect the capital. Um, and um, so it's a little bit technical things. If anything, I think the next couple of days, we should see that reversing quite quickly. OK, so I've got a few companies I want to throw at you. And this one, I, I wasn't on my little note to you, but Endeavour Drinks has a good day. Now, we know when people get locked up, they drink more. Um, <laughs> that's, that goes with a patch. But also last week, when Woolworths separated uh, Endeavour Drinks from its business, uh, Woolworths went up, Endeavour Drinks went down. A lot of people said, well, that's the ESG effect. Um, ESG fund managers now can happily buy Woolworths. And Endeavor, Endeavor Drinks is not popular with ethical fund managers. Do you think that Endeavor Drinks has a future as a, you know, as a stock that is going to get better, as a lot of those rejected stocks have, you know, like S32, uh, we saw it with Coles, rejected in the short term, but eventually they make a bit of a comeback. Do you see that kind of thing happening for Endeavor Drinks? Absolutely. Um, I think the market is catching up quite quickly. Endeavor is a buy for me. Um, not only it's, um, you know, people stay at home, it's, uh, you know, people drink more. Uh, it's got a great footprint. It's nationwide. Um, it also has a reopening 
theme because it's got the hotels and pubs and all of that. So when the economy does come back, it's got a very good leverage to it. And it's got balance sheets pretty good. So it can roll out and grow very defensive growth for not very high earnings multiples. So to me, it's a very good company. Now, of course, there's ESG issues. Now, I think that's being overplayed because um, the main ESG issue, I think my understanding is that with that 10% of um, the earning coming from the gaming side, um, that is creating a bit of issue. But when you actually think about it, uh, Woolworths, um, you know, more than 10% of the earning come from, revenue come from tobacco, then does that qualify as an ESG issue? So, you know, so to me, it is overplayed at this point. And yes, over the longer term, cost of, cap cost of capital will go higher for those companies with ESG issues. Um, but for the short term, uh, we certainly see it's been mispriced at this point. And if the company can, you know, uh, take the right framework and right guideline to steer away and grow other side of the earnings, um, you know, you will see this business doing a lot better than what is demonstrate what the share price is indicating. Okay. Here are a couple of stocks that uh, people threw to us in our Boom Zoom the Zoom show. Seven Group. What do you think? I think Seven Group is a good hold. Um, whether it's a strong buy, I'm not so sure yet. Um, look, it's done okay, um, and it gives a good leverage to the uh, infrastructure spend and the like, which we have seen a lot of red tape, and it takes a lot of time to come through. Um, and uh, now it's in the process of buying out Borrow, so it will be a good acquisition. It has upped its bid, but we don't know if it will be successful. So if they can be successful, it will be pretty uh, good growth avenue for this business. But at this point, it looks a little little bit, um, you know, kind of more neutral territory. It's more a hold for me. Okay. Let's get a, a company called Early Pay. What do you think? Yeah, look, early pay is a, uh, it's a, it's a sort of more like almost like a factory financing, um, trade financing type of business. Recently raised money, so it gives a bit more room to grow. Um, my view is that I probably will steer away at this point. I um, my view is that um, you know for a lot of those financing businesses, when you do have start bond yield, start up moving higher, uh, it's not in a great environment for these guys to do business. Um, although it is, um, it's good, fund, well funded. It is exposed to the SME space, so um, uh, it will have. A little bit of growth, but it just—it's something, not something that I would, um, you know, um, rush into. It, it certainly hasn't got you excited. What about a company called KT? KTG. I don't know much about it. What do you know about? <laughs> Look, I looked at. I don't know much about it, but I looked into it. It actually looks very interesting. Okay. Um, you know, this is a great thing about this show. We look into those businesses, going. You know what? I'm going to do more work at it. Um, it seems to be making uh, has a special software that. Um, improve the weld rings process. And uh, it seems to have a very, uh, you know, great blue chip uh, group of company uh, customers. And it seems to be in many markets and exposed to defense spending, um, uh, uh, the uh, nuclear um, and a couple of other areas. So it seems to be in the right place. And, uh, you know, the, the, the background, the management looks interesting as, as well. So it's something to follow, but it needs a bit more work on that basis. Okay. Finally, MedLab Clinical, MDC. Yeah, look, it's a uh, it's a little um, uh, marijuana business looking to use that for cancer patients using the marijuana for cancer patients. Um, share price hasn't really done much. Raised the money already, so it's well funded to uh, help the company to continue. Um, I think it's still a little bit early stage for me because there's quite a lot of competition into that space. Um, perhaps it's more a watch, wait and watch for me. Yeah, bit of slow burn this one. That's All right. right. Jim Bailu, always great to talk to you. Thanks for your contribution. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Bye.
I want to talk to you about the Switzer Golden Ticket promotion. Yes, our marketing department has been working over time to come up with something great, and I think this is great. How would you like to win a free one-year subscription to the Switzer Report with all the great stock tips that the report produces on a weekly basis? Well, we are giving you, our loyal audience, the opportunity to do just that. From now until June 30, with every purchase of my book, Join the Rich Club, which is 50% off until the end of the month, you'll enter your chance to find a golden ticket. Yes, a golden ticket, and you will win a free one-year subscription to the Switzer Report. So if you're a current Switzer Report subscriber and you find one of these golden tickets, then we'll just add another 12 months onto your existing subscription for free. How good is that? We've got five of these to give away, so get in and good luck. Well, last week, Woolworths separated itself from Endeavour Drinks. And surprisingly, Woolworths went up and Endeavour Drinks went down. And one guy who was surprised at the uh, fall in the share price of Endeavour Drinks was Paul Rickard. Paul, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Peter. So Endeavour Drinks had a pretty good day today, but do you, think, do you think there's more upside? Look, I think at the right price there is, Peter. I mean, th there's a couple of things going for Endeavour Drinks in particular, uh, a reasonably attractive model compared to the market. Secondly, the prospect of you know a, a pretty steady dividend yield towards about three to three and a half percent. And thirdly, it's in a business that's uh, very stable, very predictable. If you can just take away the, the, the COVID issues, which of course have impacted uh, parts of the business differently. It's been good for you know, people going out, uh, obviously in buying takeaway alcohol, but it's been bad in terms of people going to uh, pubs and clubs. Um, Endeavour has a lot to offer uh, in terms of being very predictable, very stable, and uh, what I describe as pretty low volatility. The downside, of course, is the uh, ESG concerns and Endeavour not only is it the biggest operator of pubs, but it's also got more poker machine licenses than anybody else. And for many investors, that's a complete turnoff. Yeah. If someone was holding Woolies going into the demerger, are they better off? Yeah, they are in, in, in aggregate in terms of the two, and that's reflected in the price. If you add both uh, Endeavour and the Woolworths share price together, you'll get that they're actually worth more than Woolworths was beforehand. So they are better off, and that's uh, so that's a good strategy, sorry, a good uh, confirmation of the demerger on behalf of, uh, of Woolworths. But look, secondly, um, the normal pattern for demerged companies is that they do struggle for a while, and they struggle because uh, there's usually more sellers around at the beginning because people suddenly find themselves with shares that they wouldn't have otherwise have had, decide, look, I don't really want to own a company involved in, uh, say, for example, um, poker machines and hotels and, and liquor shops and get out. And there's really a bit of an absence of a compelling reason to buy. And so the typical behaviour of a demerged company is that for the first couple of months, quite a bit of selling pressure, doesn't do a lot. And then a few of the fund managers say, well, that looks starts to look pretty attractive. And over the next 12 to 18 months, they do okay. So the moral of that story, Peter, I think is if you sort of probably better off to hang on to the demerged company, because typically they do do well over the first 12 to 18 months, although the first few months can be a bit of a tough time. So for someone who doesn't hold Woolworths, and this is a hard question, but someone's going to answer it and I'm going to ask you, um, would they be better off buying Woolworths or Endeavour Drinks? Well, they're very different companies. I mean, I'd probably, 
you know, if I was a more growth orientated investor, I'd probably look at, at Woolworths because I think that uh, there's more opportunity there. But they're, they're also priced at a, you know, at a much higher sort of price earnings multiple. If I was after income, I think I'd be more inclined to stick to Endeavour Drinks. Mm. Um, just because I think it's a lot more secure, Peter, and probably it's at a it's a, it's a it's it's the market leader in its field. It's a fairly uh, defined field, and um, I think it could do prove out to be one of the better income players over the next two to three years. Okay, well, you put together our portfolios for our financial planning clients. Well, Woolworths is certainly the sort of stock you have, but would you put Endeavour Drinks in there going forward? Look, not without checking with the client, because I do think that there are a lot yeah, of true. people who who won't want to own Endeavour because of the ESG concerns. So um, I think I'd want to talk to the client first, because look, I mean, I know a lot of people who just don't like outright have a very big problem with, with for example, poker machines. Yep. Um, and you just can't ignore the whole ESG issue. So that, that means Endeavour is going to stay, always have some sort of um, discounted price. But uh, assuming that that's not a concern uh, and they're looking for stability of income, I'd be inclined then probably to put Endeavour in there. So I think it's, uh, you've got to look at, um, test the individual out as to just what is suitable for him or her. Okay, let me run an idea by you. Um, we've seen that um, travel stocks, Qantas, companies like that have been sold off today because of the Sydney lockdown. Is this a buying opportunity for someone who's a, a buy and wait for normalcy to come, whether it's six months or 12 months time? Look, I think it probably is, Peter. I just put a bit of a caveat on in the sense that um, last year during the, uh, the first part of the uh, COVID outbreak when lock lockdowns were you know, quite prominent across Australia, look, Endeavour, like most other businesses, suffered because essentially the hotel's business was just closed. Uh, you know, and it's pretty expensive assets. And, um, you know, you, it, if you're getting no one coming in to visit your hotel, it's pretty tough to make a profit. So they did well out of the um, retail sales from their um, BWS and Dan Murphy's business, but the hotel's business was almost stopped. So if, if we're going into lockdowns, I think you'd have to say that Endeavour is sort of a post-lockdown recovery stock. Yeah. A reopening I think stock. still optimistic that this is going to be pretty temporary. So... I don't think I'd just rush out to buy it on that basis today. Mm. Okay, Paul, uh, on that subject, I, I was kind of trying to uh, skew you into the, the travel stocks, but you know, you've been, if you, you've often said, if you're going to do it in travel, you're going to buy Qantas. Mm -hmm. Qantas was a good share price, a good price today. Do you think it's a buying opportunity for the long-term holders of a company like Qantas? Yeah, I think Qantas is in that category, Peter. I think you've got to look past the lockdowns. Um, Qantas is going to survive. We could have another couple of years of, uh, of COVID-19. I'm, I'm convinced that Qantas will still be there at the end uh, and will end up with a very dominant share in Australian aviation. So hmm. I have no doubts of buying, about buying uh, uh, Qantas. Hmm. I do have, you know, if you're going to tell me that we're going to be in lockdown for a long time, Peter, some of the other travel companies rely upon bookings yeah. uh, from both individuals and businesses, I'd be a little more concerned about. But... Um, Okay. I think we'll stick with the market leader. Yeah, so but I also would make the argument that probably the most important thing for the buyers and holders of these sorts of reopening trade stocks, the travel stocks and whatever, the most important thing is the vaccination rate. Paul, if we can get vaccination rates up by, say, even the end of the year, 
that's probably going to be good for these sorts of companies because the stock market often jumps in six months ahead. Is that a fair call? Yeah, look, I think that's a good call, Peter. I think the other thing that goes with that is a bit more willingness um, of the government to allow people to quarantine at home. And they could make an earlier change there, Peter, without necessarily you're getting towards the vaccination rate. And that would at least allow international travel to start to open into these so-called green zones, because I think the biggest issue people have around, you know, the, the travel apart from the concern about the uh, getting the virus is the prospect of having to spend 14 days in a hotel room at either end. Yeah. <laughs> no one wants to do that. Yeah. Um, and if you've spoken to anyone who's been through that process, I don't think they look back and say that's a great period of time, but, but, yeah, quarantine at home is a different uh, different ball game, or quarantine with a close relative. So, I think there are a couple of other things that go with that. But you're right. Um, the sooner we all get vaccinated, the sooner at least we allow some um, yeah, so-called green zones or travel bubbles to open up apart from New Zealand. Uh, the better the, our travel companies are going to be, and better for the stock market. And it will look, as you say, the stock market always looks well in advance of these things. So, as, as soon as it sees a realistic prospect of that. We'll see a jump in the travel stocks. Yeah, without a doubt. Mate, thanks for joining us on the program. Thanks, Peter. And Paul looks at uh, Endeavour Drinks in the Switzer Report this week. So you can go to switzerreport.com.au. That's the show for this week. Thanks for joining us.